welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast, where we try to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies, or die trying. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope you're doing well out there. What you're about to listen to is an interview I conducted with the sibling pair of writer-actress MJ Garcia and editor Andy Garcia, who also happens to be a programmer for the AODR Film Festival. Uh, I talked to them about the short film Bebisitos, which is part of the third annual Academy of Death Racers Film Festival. Uh, in Bebisitos, two LA-based Latinx friends take a day trip uh, out into nature in order to escape the stress of working in the film industry. In this interview, I talked to the pair about how the slice of life film came about, their decision to start a production company together, and what it's like to work with your sibling. Uh, we also talk about finding the story in the edit, as well as their take on Latinx representation in film. Bibisitos is playing alongside over 60 other short films at the AODR Film Festival uh, running through January 21st, 2024. Tickets are still available at the time of this interview going live, so be sure to tune in to check out all the sorts, including 11 short films shortlisted for the Academy Awards. Be sure to check them all out, including Bibisitos, while you still can at AODR.net. Also, be sure to tune to the Academy of Death Racers YouTube channel for more illuminating interviews with other directors and filmmakers. Without further ado, Let's dive into this spoiler-filled interview with MJ and Andy Garcia. All right, and joining me uh, are the uh, are the are the sibling pair behind uh, who who worked on the Academy of Death Racers short film Bibisitos. Um, we have MJ Garcia, uh, co-writer, producer, and actress of Bibisitos. She's an actress and makeup artist based in LA. Appeared and has appeared in the James Young Happiest Year music video, the horror film Roommate Wanted, and the web series The Writer's Block and Unknown the Series. Um, and we also have uh, Andy Garcia, who is the editor for the fil- for the film, and of course a programmer on Academy of Death Racers, uh, also from also based in LA. Though of course both of them are also from Colombia. Uh, welcome uh, to this interview, guys. Hi, thank you for having us. Hi, thank you. Yeah. So you know, uh, before we get to talking about the film, I actually want to talk ask you guys first. First off, which one's the older sibling? <laughs> I am. Okay. okay, cool. cool. Uh, so how did you guys uh, decide to get into movies? Or how, how did you get into movies when, from when you were younger? You go first. Um, I think our parents are very, like, hippie, you know? So, like, they're, like, they wanted us to have, like, a very healthy childhood. So there was no TV in our home. Like, we wouldn't watch TV in the weekdays. So in the weekend, it was like our TV time, our screen Mm -hmm. time. And they would take us to our local blockbuster and we would all pick a movie. And then that's what we would watch for the on the weekend. So I think we like correlated entertainment with movies very quickly since we were young. And then to me, I know that to me, that's like I immediately was like, that's that's what I want to do with this. I loved watching movies. So I just knew that I wanted to be Mm -hmm. in them. And that's that's for me. That's my case. Yeah. And what about you, Andy? So for me, it came more like as an incentive as well to wait for the weekend to watch films as well for after the blockbuster. But when it it became more crucial to me when I started to watch more sci-fi films in in the way that a lot of the films that are were a lot of popcorn films became natural disasters and 
and some like animated films they became very like uh appealing to me so when i watched inception i started to go deep into it and i started to play with legos and like tried to recreate those scenes and then i started to upload and edit stuff and take pictures and upload them on youtube and as stop motion videos a film like jurassic park or the war of the world uh, all of those films be- became sensational for me and it just it became a ritual that i w- i was uh i started to watch even more films after that and then i got into the oscar season and then after that it just skyrocketed into watching a lot of films because of the oscars and now you're one of the degenerate death racers like like the rest of us <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, so you mentioned that your favorite films were, you know, sci-fi, you know, type type films. How about you, MZ? What were you, what were the films that that captured you most? Um, when I was younger, I was all about comedies, so mm-hmm. every type of comedy. And then, like as I got older, that transitioned into I still love comedies, but then I started liking more like satire um, comedies. Which, when you're a kid, you don't really enjoy, but then when you grow up, you get it. You get it for me. <laughs> and then. But nowadays, I just I love slices of life. I love very real, relatable movies. I love being able to see myself in films, and I love um, movies with like this is gonna sound like redundant, but I love movies with a message. Although, like pretty much every film has its own message, but to me, like the films that have like social commentary, that's I love that, and I want to be a part of that. I want to like really tell important messages in the art in my art and when uh, any specific films come to mind that that kind of like fit that slice of life with a message film that 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 speak to you you know slice of life um okay with messages you know every like parasite that's mm-hmm, like yeah. the first film that i think about like you know that's mm-hmm. that's a mess that's a social commentary right yeah. there you know but i do love also like um slices of life Wow, nothing comes to mind right now. Well, you know, Ladybird is okay, kind yeah. of like that, like something okay. that, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you guys, or any Woody Allen film as well, kind of in that area. It feels more like slice of life, and but they're just talking and and feeling. Or Before Sunrise, no? Yeah, Before Sunrise, like the, that trilogy, that too. Okay, um, you guys grew up in Colombia, right? Correct. Okay, so yes. when did you guys uh, make the move to LA, and then how did you, you know, find your way into working? In, I know you work as an actress, you know, and, and makeup artist, uh, MJ, and, and Andy. You do you work as an editor professionally? No, not yet. Uh, not no. professional. I'm still studying. Okay, okay. So you're you're still in school at the moment, and MJ. So when did you guys move to L- make your way to LA and find your way into the film industry? I did it first. Um, as soon as I graduated high school, I came here to go to school for acting for mm-hmm. film. So, mm-hmm. and I always knew that I wanted to be based out here. So that was like my um, bridge. I came to school and then I like understood the the city, the industry here, and then I just stayed. So I was able to like, you know, get work here and stay. So that was mm-hmm. me almost 10 years ago. And then my brother just recently joined me. I joined her on around the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. And it has been like around, yeah, two years ever since then. And it's just, I keep studying and I just keep creating content with my sister. All right, awesome. So, school here. Okay. Um, 
what other projects aside from BBC those have you worked on? You know, before before BBC those, if, if any, what other projects are out there? Together. Yeah, together. Well, we started working together last year because, well, first of all, he recently joined me, but also um, at the end of the year before last year, we decided to open our own production company together. Mm-hmm. So last year, it's when we've started um, putting it to work. So we did Bebecitos, and then we also did Andy's film that I think is not out yet, The Pyramid. Um, and that's basically it. We found each other on different sets, like friend sets and things like that. But like our own thing, um, we're still very, very new. Very new. Okay, cool, cool. So, so how, how is it working with your sibling? Andy, I'll start with you first. How is it working with your sibling? Because, you know, I have two siblings, right? Um, and I feel our person, my, my, me and my siblings' personalities are, you know, we, we obviously as a sibling, you have a, like a common language with them, but also the personalities don't always necessarily match. How is it for you two working, having that dynamic of, you know, being siblings, having a personal life together, but also this is professional element of, of having to work together? I, yeah, on on the um, on the set of the pyramid of where my sister and I worked on, uh, she was the script supervisor and I was directing. Uh, it became a mutual, like a friendship of of work environment of where she was always uh, on top of me on on script supervising questions. But she was also my sister, so we it became really cool and sensation that that. We were working on both sides of the spectrum. Well, an entire crew for me was just the professional side, but I also had my professional sister, but I also had my sister on set. And it, it became like a very cool dynamic to me. And it just embraced, I embraced a lot of it in the set. And I loved it even more having my sister on set because it just, it, it made me feel calm because at, in some world I was looking to the future, but I also was bringing the, my childhood past experience with my sister onto onto set. So it was like a mixture of both worlds. Okay. And what yeah. about you, MJ? Any, any bullying agree. of the younger brother going around? What was that? Any bullying of the younger brother going around? <laughs> you know, we don't bully each other that much. We like joke and stuff, but we're not very aggressive. So I think that we didn't have a lot of that but i do know that i'm sometimes i can be very motherly with him so i know that in that on that set that's when i truly learned like okay there are spaces for me to be motherly around him but not on his set you know like on his set he's my director and he's um my co-worker so yes we are still siblings so yes i can remind him to i don't know i'm obsessed with good posture so i can remind him to like stand up straight but it's like it, it it's not about that like i probably wouldn't go around and say that to every director so mm-hmm. sometimes that's when i had to learn like okay um maybe i can say some things but i want to keep it professional and i also like to me i always tell him like watching him grow has been a pleasure for me so th- there i had those moments on set of like just like sitting back and like watching him do his thing and then that also like as a sister i was like so proud of him as well so i just like it was it was easy to like you know just not 
like let him do his thing and then maybe when we're together just outside of set like maybe talk a little bit more about the things and maybe gossip like mm, you know this person was cute or whatever you know but on set it's like it was work vibes really so I think it was because we have a very trusting relationship with each other I think that helped to like not get in our heads of like this is my coworker, but also my sister it was I think it was easy that, that, that's super sweet to hear uh, makes me want to try working with my siblings give it a shot um, <laughs> all right so you said that you know you guys started your own production company I think it's Golden Watts Films um, and so and then it sounds like BBC this is the first film that you guys put out under that that label correct yeah so okay yeah. Talk, talk me, tell me about this. So obviously, MJ, you've been here for a while. I, it sounds like you're you're older by by how much? By ten years? It sounds like, or a little bit less. I'm six years older than six. him. Six years older. Okay, so you're older than him by by you know about six years or so. Um, you know, how did this film come about? You know, it sounds like it, it came maybe like shortly after he came here. And you guys started the, the company together. Um, where did the idea for this film came come from? Um, it came from like we started our production company because we both know we're both creators we mm -hmm. both want to put out like our work you know and then we realized we want to put our stamp on it you know like something that it we want to brand our things so so we were like we're both here together we we can use each other a lot we can rely on each other a lot so let's just like like um what's the word it's like i mean yeah exactly like yeah we if we just make a brand for our things then it's easier to like not like it's like oh it's a passion project that's we're doing this it's like no this yeah. is we're putting out work so first came the production company because we knew that we were going to put out work and we were going to work with each other a lot so then first we made that and then um I I had wanted to like write my first script for a while and then the idea came I just like I told you like I like seeing myself in other movies so I said I want to put out something that's so real and so personal to me that other people can find themselves in it and then that's how the idea of the script came about and then I just wrote it had a friend like re like co-write it with me and then I had him on board he was very my brother Andy was so busy around that time so I just he I had him as a a second AD but to me if it was up to me I would have had him as like uh, my DP my AC my everything because like I rely on my brother a lot mm -hmm. but that's that's how that script came about yes okay so it, it's, a, it's a script that you wanted to put together of that kind of like your own experience like i guess mm -hmm. living in la it sounds like living in la the, the characters sounds like it's based on you know working in the industry not getting mm -hmm. paid a lot not having a lot of money going out hiking um you mentioned before we interviewed you just came back from a hike yes. um so so very much you um you know is, is there anything else in the film that 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 you know is very specifically you um that's not that's not just this character yeah um there's a big part of the film um i talk a lot about food and like fruits and like healthy food and that is very i mean that that is definitely very me um that is something that i do like every day i ask my friends like did you eat vegetables today like i just i love that so i wanted to bring that um for the character and there's we have a a, a deleted scene because our it just ended up being way longer than we wanted to but so we cut down like two scenes one of them talks like more deep into like the struggles of being like an, an up-and-coming artist in LA um and that one 
I had to blend more like my real um, experience with like maybe this character has also a different experience, you know, like maybe because my character in the film, I made her only a makeup artist, not an actress and makeup artist. So I like I really went into like, how does a only makeup artist live in LA how is her life and how is that different than mine so there were there were there was some dialogue in that deleted scene that is like this is very me but this is also her experience that's just the character's experience okay okay um and then i and was the dance break choreographed or is that just like free form or, or how did that go it was not choreographed and we wanted to like bring a speaker and just do whatever and then when we got to the beach we realized we let the we left the speaker in the car and it was a little bit of a walk so we were like we're not gonna do that so we just we were like we're both latin i think we can both come up with something so we just which then we realized it was better because we know that if we had had a song playing then we would be influenced by it and probably in a great way too but it was also very fun just like letting ourselves do whatever we wanted with no influence at all um and like in my idea, when I had when I wrote it in the script, I literally just wrote dance break. Like I didn't say like this is where they uh, like do this and they look at each other and they nothing. I was like dance break. So it was really really fun in the on the day off just to like do whatever we wanted. And I think it came out thanks to my brother's editing. It came out beautiful. So it sounds like uh, Andy, you were busy around this time. So was were you on set at all during this, or or, or no? I was. It was a two day shoot, and I was on the second day. Okay. Uh, the first day, I was also in production for another set. Okay. Okay. So so you know, very busy. Um, how was it? You know, you know, I, I'm sure you probably like you know shared the script with him at some point. You know, prior like. How did it like? How did did you on set make any suggestions? Make anything to you know? This house is very much your sister's story, her her personality. Did you as your as a brother during production make any suggestions? Make anything and any recommendations to help bring out that more of her that maybe she didn't see in herself? On production, I became more aware of of the character itself uh, that she was presenting. Although the thing is, when you're on set, you really come to work on the production wise. And I didn't realize what was going on until the editing process because the what, what you shoot on set is turns out so much different than what it does on editing because you can... And so for me, it was hard to give suggestions while shooting because we were, we were like, hmm, I don't know how this will turn out uh, by mixing this. But when we started in the post-production part, I, that's where I realized... Okay, we can do this. We can do this and this. It's just really hard to do that on while on set, but there, we managed to work it. Is there anything? Yeah, I think his real. I'm sorry. I think his real input came in the post production. Okay. Moment like that's when I really like every day I would call him and say like what do you think you know and then he would say like I I noticed this and I'm like I I wanted I heard his opinion and his perspective so much like that's. Really, I owe post production to my brother. Okay, okay. Um, talking about the film, right? Going back to, to the, the actual content of the film. So, you know, it follows, you know, these two, you know, struggling artists, so to speak, like in LA, right? Um, mm. You know, clearly they're, they're friends, right? And, and they, they go on this hiking trip, you know, kind of distressed from, you know, stressful day in the city. Uh, you know, they, they share a life, they, they talk about food, they go dancing, right? They talk about, you know, this, this, this 
this girl that the guy is 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 maybe into, right? And you know, mm-hmm. the importance of being Latinx, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, I, I was kind of honestly thrown off at the very beginning, right? There's the the, the title card, like Bibisitos, and it gives a kind of like the definition for it. it is you know the the two first ones, and then the third one is you know term of endearment for of a feasible love, right? So mm-hmm. for for a second, I thought it was gonna be is this gonna be like a like a romance, right? Like a developing romance, or like what were your thought? What was your thought in in having this kind of very it feels almost like a platonic or maybe like a gay best friend type type relationship between the two, and then and then having that uh that specific third definition in there of the feasible. Is there like a greater meaning behind that? That happened organically. That kind of like the movie, kind of when we were editing it, we both started seeing like a third layer of the film because we had that like the friendship, um, and then co-workers like this very step like I we knew what story we wanted to tell and then when we were editing it we also found a new story that we didn't think about when we wrote the film and when we shot the movie it was it, it like the the way it came out like we really we felt like there was something more that we didn't necessarily like um want it to tell but like it just it was like the film was telling us something more you know so so we both so we 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 like thought about this so much this was hours and hours of us going back and forth like is this is this what people is like are people reading this when they watch this film or are we just making it up and we had a lot of opinions from friends that we trust very much we were like what some people were like oh um i definitely see some love there and then others were like i don't i feel like Maybe it's kind of that situation of like one of the friends is maybe in love with another one, or, but we don't know. Maybe they don't know either. So it was it was like to us, we were like, let's just give it a name. And then to us, that was like that definition was like that can be a layer that some people get. Some people probably don't. But like I said, it happened very organically. It was like the movie asked for us to do that. Yeah, it definitely felt like, you know, having that framing it within there, I think definitely added a lot to 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 having that. Um because otherwise I would have seen it as like, oh, it's just a slice of life film and and that's that. But having that in there kind of like, oh, that's like another possible interpretation. All reminds me almost of this uh, a film from this year past lives, right? Of like a part mm-hmm. of a potential relationship that that could have been. Um so I, here I'm going to turn 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 to Andy, right? So, you know, we talked about during the production process how this is, you know, something that that MJ put together. How did so when you came in in the post production, what was your process, right? Like you you obviously had kind of like the script, you had kind of like the story. How did you make the choices that you made? Any specific edits or specific cuts um, that that you're really proud of in, in this film? For this film, the pro- problem that we probably had was that we had a lot of content, we had a lot of footage, and we had a, a story that that was telling itself, but um but we our issue here is that it became very much a full slice of life that we had to trim it just enough so that the story itself was con- condensed but also that it was uh in some way uh, simple and just and just a quick meet up a quick day basically and we what we really did in the post production part was just to trim out what probably doesn't say a lot uh, to the audience. It, it probably says something to the character itself, but not to the audience. And we kept what what meant more 
for the whole film and for the audience and for the purpose of the film. That's where we found out about the about the second uh, about the third story that we were talking about, and that's where we discussed a lot, a lot, and we just we also gave in and to try to embrace it, embrace what the story was telling. We just embraced where we shot and 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 tried to edit in the best way possible. And there were some cuts so that it feels like a vibe, and so that you can just go and just chill with it and it it, it is definitely that i and i think and i'm i think i'm proud of it okay. really um how long did the so you mentioned it was like a two-day suit right i'm sorry you mj you've been working on this script for a while potentially um how long did it take for you to from post-production to locking the final edit and everything how long did that take you andy oh i think it became since we were just we started editing very early on but then at the later stages on when we're trying to start with a rough cut with a, a more polished cut we realized that story so we had to think about it more and see what we can really do to take out because we thought we had the cut until we realized we wow there's something that there was like two phases to editing it's like the rough, yeah. rough cut and then the refining cut basically yeah first is the it, it was like uh, just the cutting and then the second one was the finding the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. That's why I think it became a little bit longer in that sense because it was something that we were not expecting to make it longer. That's why I think the post-production part became a little bit longer because we thought it was going to be easier and like to cut it until we found out that the, the, the meaning had to be changed or had to be found in order to fulfill this cut. Yeah, yeah I mean, it- and I think there was a big le- like learning moment for me when I had to learn to detach myself more from my script because obviously like this was my first script so I felt very precious about it so like Andy or another friend or whatever would say like cut it down like it doesn't need to be like Andy was saying like there were scenes that were obviously very well written very well acted very well shot but they didn't necessarily move the story forward. And so we were like, we can cut it. And now to me, I like we would cut it and then I would watch the film and I would miss that other scene so much. Then I would go like, let's take it back. Let's do it again. But then so we were so I was like, okay, but I understand that it's too long. So let's cut another scene. And then that wouldn't work for me. And then at one point, I just had to let it go and like learn that not that I didn't like it was like I said, I had to be less precious about my my script and so that when I learned that and when I decided that it was it was easier to say, like, let's go with this and then let's keep moving forward. But I do know that it we delayed the process because I I felt like I needed more suggestions. I needed more people watching it and telling me what to do. And in the end, we all knew what, what we needed to do. And then but it was hard. So it was for any other new filmmaker out there. That's a very big lesson that I learned. Just like don't be so precious with your your script and don't be so attached mm-hmm. yeah no i mean that definitely sounds you know hearing this process it's to me it sounds like it was almost meant to be right like you know mj you came up with the concept you you kind of led the production but then you know as a joint venture between the siblings the story really only came out through the edit which is you know where andy mm-hmm. came in so it definitely was like a, a this definitely feels like a joint effort from both of you as opposed to just one leading the whole process yeah absolutely and i had to learn i mean 
I this was also my first time as a producer so it was my first time being very hands-on in the post-production part because like I'm an actress and a makeup artist I'm there in the pre-production and in the actual production and then I let go and then uh, I come later when it's time for a premiere you know but this time I was there going and seeing like his process of editing and so it was also like I that's where I really understood what editing does you know like and my brother told me like we're still writing the script when we're editing you know because if you cut down two scenes then maybe it's a different story and that's okay so it was like that's that's when I learned like okay we we're still we're still um, discovering the script in post production so that was also like a big big lesson to me and also very fun like I to me it's like even if I'm in my next project even if I'm just an actress I'm still going to be like I would still love to understand what happened in the editing room because you know it's it's still so much and it's as much of an art form as it is to me to perform. Yeah. And Andy, what, what, what was probably the biggest learning lesson for you um, outside of the editing bay, right? Like about the whole process. Mm, out, outside of the editing process that we, in, in some cases we really need to, let's say, I think, I think everything to me was related to the editing process because in some way editing is cutting and trying to cut a lot of the story itself was was hard. So sometimes I think it's like you need to always think of the editing even while writing. That's mm-hmm. why that's what I think is my biggest takeaway is that you need to see how when you're writing the script, how it will cut. You need to see how the timing will uh, will cut it eventually if this feels right or not. Um, like eventually, I think I told my sister that for future processes and for future films in general, we need to start thinking about every production as pre-production, production, and post-production as like an editing process and as a visual storytelling that just needs trimming. And we t- there's a saying that I always like that is, we take out the boring parts of life uh, while doing in film. It's just, uh, it really edited and just taking out boring parts of it. And that's just to make the film better. Yeah, but interesting because, you know, your sister loves the slice of life, right? Which arguably for some people are the boring parts. So finding out which boring parts to keep in also, right? And Yeah, and even a slice of life, you still take out a lot. Like, and because it's just see what the slice of life can give you just the feeling of it and but sometimes some the that feeling might be repetitive so you have to take you take out the repetitive parts just so that you can feel something okay um well, you know one more question that i, I kind of had obviously right it's it, this this film is bilingual right there are subtitles but it's it is spoken in both english spanish spanglish basically mm-hmm. um and you know you, you reference kind of uh, as one point in the conversation you know about understanding right like having somebody who understands you as a latinx individual which you know may or may not play into the is there is there not like will they won't they kind of like third layer to the relationship um obviously you guys are colombian it's very important to you you know how I, I guess, like, what about the 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 Latinx and Colombian identity comes into play for you guys in this film and in other films that you guys are working on? 
Um, I have a very interesting experience when I when I graduated um, school and I started getting deep in the industry and I started auditioning a lot. Um, I would get so much um, from casting directors like, can you be more Latin? Can you be more Colombian? And the, to me, it was like, I mean, I can't be more of what I already am. Like, I didn't understand that. So when I when I be, to me, like um, being part like or showcasing my culture and who I am is a big thing. Like I said, like I love slices of life. So I love a, a true story. Right. So when I started thinking about the script and then I started thinking about um, there's when I think of my art, I always have to think, do I have do I want to tell it in English or in Spanish? Because I am a Spanish speaker and I'm from a Spanish culture, but I am in America and I do also love the like a lot of the American culture, too. And I've uh, like I've also embraced it in my day to day. So when thinking about this script, um, I was thinking, like, what is more true to me um, telling this in Spanish or telling this in English? And then I realized I literally speak Spanglish all day, every day, especially with my other Latinx friends here. Right. So so that was that's the reason why I decided to keep it um, Latinx. And then I have been asked before, like, like, why? Why not English or why not Spanish? And then I said, like, that is how I wanted to showcase this part of my culture, because there is a part of my culture that is only in Spanish. And then there's a part of my culture that is only in English because I am an immigrant here. But then there's an also a very big gray area where it's um, 50-50 of both. Mm -hmm. So that is that is something that I wanted. That is my little Latinx stamp that I wanted to put in, in this in this film. Yeah, no, I mean, as an Asian American, Filipino American, I definitely relate to that. You know, not quite Asian enough for Asian people, not quite American enough for American people. I have like that own third culture in there. Um, Andy, what about you? You know, anything, anything in here that that or, or for future projects, I guess that speak to your, you know, your Latinx Colombian identity, especially as someone who more recently came to the U.S. I think in some way, when I came here to LA, I was never expecting to be resonant to like. Uh, trying to make like Latinx films uh, in the future, I was it was something that I was not thinking. But after doing this, I just became like, wow! It, like this part of me is something that I is is from my culture. So that it's an identity that I need to represent as well. That even while doing this, I was very proud of it, and I was like, it's, this is actually something that that I should all look into it and see what I can do in the future with it as well, because it's something that I, that I, I can embrace and should embrace, I think. So I'm yeah. really happy that my sister brought me into it. So then, and it kept me thinking, it's like, yeah, I should probably keep doing this and embrace it. I think. Yeah. I think what like um, Andy was kind of mentioning in the beginning, when we're in Colombia, we don't really think about our Colombian stamp, you know, like we don't think about, how do I, how do other people perceive me? How do I perceive myself in other cultures, you know? So, like, I've been here for three times more than my, like, three times longer than my brother has been here, right? So I I think I have a little bit more of an understanding of what it is to be Colombian in Los Angeles. So, so I know that my brother was probably not thinking about this when I was, 
when I was making this film. And I also wasn't thinking about like, what is my brother thinking? It's, it was like, it just happened naturally where like, I really have um, grounded myself or like um, understood way more what it is to be Latinx and particularly Colombian here in LA. So, and I didn't want to make a film about that either. Um, Not necessarily, not that I also don't want to, but it's, but it wasn't this film. But so I think it's like, part of the character, right? It, yeah, exactly. So it's still it's part of her life for sure. It is as it is mine. And then my friend was also like the friend in the film was also he's also Latinx. So so it was like our and we talk and just the way we are and we perform and we talk is very Latinx. But we still like set like one thing that we want to really make it like maybe have it very on the nose is the fact that we speak both language languages fluently right so that's that's um so that was that was that <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's kind of kind of to wrap this whole conversation it sounds you know obviously you know your audience will take away something from a film production right it takes something from the film that they they view you know be it you know this will they won't they story or so on but i think it's amazing to hear how this film and and kind of hopefully this production company you guys are working on has brought you two closer together as siblings and also how it's taught you something just about yourselves in general yeah that's that's very very right on like I as a probably as a the ego of an older sister. Sometimes I'm like, what can I learn from my baby brother? Oh, you know, I'm, but I'm, like, the, I'm the older brother. I, I get that. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But then when we were working, I was like, there are a million things that I don't know that my brother does just because of the fact that we're in different fields. You know. So it was, it was also like a moment of like, again, he's a coworker, so he's gonna have like I have to listen to him, and then. It was also very like, oh, wow, my brother is teaching me things, you know? So so that was, I think that definitely brought us closer and like gave us more of like this, like we can keep doing this and we will. So so that was that was a great experience. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Same sentiment? You better. Oh, you're, you're muted, you're muted. Oh. No, we can't. No, I, I, no, no, definitely I feel like... Um, just working with my sister this was like the first time working full on my sister on post-production phase and it was just like um there was some stuff that of course my sister was on set doing stuff and then i was just on on my own area trying to explain her uh what some stuff going on and to me that i think my sister receiving the notes that i was giving made me feel like appreciated in some way that that at least we could collaborate and like me trying to explain it. I was like, you know, maybe my sister is, does get this and it's stuff that I, I really can talk to her about it. It's just, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's something that I thought I wouldn't share it to her unless uh, like previous years before, but now that we're on this working together, something that I, I'm glad that I'm talking with her. And I also learned a lot with about her because she became producer actress and writer and how she wrote all of this and then transmitted it into a into film and i was like you know i actually this is very powerful because you're kind of in control of the story i will also let you uh teach me what do you want in the edit and i'll for me i'll just be your gateway into making it happen basically Mm -hmm. the collaboration just made it feel safer and more communal i think 
well, now your parents back home will know for sure that you guys are getting along up here for sure. <laughs> if um, they ever doubted for it, sure. for sure, yeah. yes. Um, all right. So, you know, I think that that kind of wraps up this interview. Um, you guys mentioned you guys, you know, have started at work. I think it sounds like you sought another film already and maybe are in post-production for that. You know, tell us about, you know, your upcoming projects for Golden Golden Watch or any anything else that you guys are working on. Uh, for me, I think, well, we just did the pyramid last year with uh, my producer and, and my sister. And we're trying to take out that that film uh, soon this, uh, around this year. And we have some other projects lined up around middle of the year to start producing and start uh, writing, basically, so that we can pump out more stuff uh, eventually and we can be seen eventually. Yeah. I think for me too, like, I do have some other scripts that I want to start getting my hands on. Um, but I also like a big discovery that I had or a big coming to terms that I had last year was I also love um, photo shoots. So there was, it was something that I also want to start bringing into my production company. Like at first it's called, it's called Golden Watch Films. But then, so I was, I felt like I was restricted to that, but then I realized well, we can also have other type of productions and I don't like it's still with our stamp on it. So that is that is also like that is something that's percolating in our house, in our production house. Awesome. Well, you know, if people want to keep track of Pyramid whenever it comes out, I'm sure you guys will share it. But, you know, social media for you, MJ, and then you, 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 Andy, you know, Letterboxd, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you call it, um, YouTube, anything else. Where, where can people follow your production company and follow you guys? We do have our production company Instagram. It's called at Golden Watch Films. And my Instagram, that's where I like really, I'm always talking about everything my projects my life my everything so you Truth. can find me at yes at mjgarcia.jpg because i think i'm funny but <laughs> that's mm -hmm. so that's where you can find me and my production company i don't know my brother's handle for my for my instagram handle is at directed by andy garcia and for my youtube it is uh, andres garcia movies uh, I do a lot of editing myself, and I also edit the mashups for AODR. And um, I think uh, for uh, and for my letterbox is Andres Garcia one o two. Yeah, I will vouch for for Andy's um, uh, end of year compilations of movies. I think that's actually where I first came across you. You had posted it on one of the subreddits, and I was very impressed by those. So you know, super awesome to, to see those. That was like around three years ago, four years ago, probably. Oh my god! Oh yeah. wow! Awesome. Oh, well, yes. thank you guys for coming so on. It's super cute to see, you know, two siblings working together, learning from each other and, and producing art together. So, you know, definitely an inspiration for us to us all. Everyone, if you haven't yet, you know, if you're watching this, what are you doing? Go back and watch Bibisitos, watch the rest of the films of, on the AODR Film Festival. Um, and yeah, you know, looking forward to whatever you guys have next. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Paolo. This was very fun. Very great. Thank you so much, Paolo. Really. Thank you. Right. Yeah, and thank you, a AODR. Which means you're thanking your brother. The Academy of Death Race. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs>